say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. AM 1050, KCAA, Loma Linda, Riverside, San Bernardino. And now it's time for the Mitch and Kathy Show, a brand new show about thought, your thoughts, the thoughts of others, but most importantly, a fun show that makes you think, a show with things that make you go, hmm. So with no further ado, no delays, no tricks, just straight ahead real people on real radio, here's the real Mitch and Kathy. We are live at the top of the hour. With Mitch and Kathy, uh, I'm Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Kathy, and we are so happy to be back, and we have a fantastic show for you today. We're going to be talking about spiritual hotspots and dimensional doorways that are on this planet. It's going to be a little bit of Twilight Zone going on here. We got you for two hours, and if you can sit through it, hey, you might even get to sleep <laughs> through the whole night. <laughs> no, you can't with, come to our room. With the light on. Yeah, you can't come to our room. Mom, can we sleep over here on the couch? I'll be very quiet. Mm. Our kids used to be so terrified of lightning during the summer storms that usually start about now, and they would come, especially Tiffany, they would come to the bedroom, and Tiffany would like to sleep on the couch next to the bed. Mm-hmm, she did. Can I sleep down here? Am I okay? And we would say, yeah, for the most part. <laughs> but sometimes I would have to do the scary thing. <laughs> That's probably why they were scared. More scared of what's going on in the house than the lightning outside the house. <laughs> Uh, I used to love it, though. Uh, I used to scare the crap out of them. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I, I remember my sisters, when we were 10 years old, we'd gone to Carowinds, and I got a, a great mummy mask, and I put a sheet around myself and put the mask on, and I hid in their closet and waited until they went to sleep. That's messed up. And then I started scratching on the closet door, really soft at first, and then loud enough so that I knew they'd hear it. <clears throat> and then one of my sisters came and just slid the closet door open a little bit, and I closed it back. <laughs> <laughs> and she opened it again, and I jumped out, and I said, Arr! and she, they both had on T-shirts and nothing else. Uh. <laughs> and they ran outside screaming up to my grandmother's house. 
They were so angry. <laughs> and I was chasing them the whole way. And they had every reason to be angry. Yeah, they were. You yeah, know, they were. That's not cool. Yeah, they were. It was funny, though. It yeah. was very funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Well, of course. Yeah, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Probably still can't sleep to this day. Even to this day, when I bring that up, they just look at me and they say, that wasn't funny. <laughs> that wasn't funny. So we're going to talk about spiritual tourism in the first hour. In the second hour, we're going to talk to you about some secret places people don't go that may have a lot more power than the normal spiritual places people go. We're going to talk with you about why it's important to astral travel to the uh, power places and give you some tips on astral traveling and also talk about spiritual tourism as it exists in the world today. A lot of people spend a lot of money going to certain places feeling like if they go there for a week, they're going to get the whole Kung Fu experience. They're going to come back with some spiritual credentials. Mm. We're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of spiritual tourism because that's our business. We can do that. We can. So we have a two-hour fun-filled packed show for you today. And yes, Tiffany, you can come downstairs and sit and listen <laughs> with us because we're not going to try to scare you too much today. She's like, I'm not even <laughs> concerned about what you guys are doing downstairs. <laughs> It's, she only knew how hard a time we gave her. She's not even in the room. Mm. We love you, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> and just in case my older sister is listening in today on the show, Jerry Taylor, hey, thank you for listening. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. How you doing? <laughs> you need to say that like you have a job. Hey, girl. <laughs> I get off at four. <laughs> Maybe you want to join us on one of these spiritual tourist trips. There you go. But when we go to Bangkok, that is a spiritual tourist trip. It is a power spot. We get energy items from there. So you are live with Mitch and Kathy. And today we're talking about spiritual tourism. We'll be back in a moment with our show. Hi, I'm Mitch. And I'm Kathy. And we're the Mitch and Kathy Show. At least I'm half of it. I'm the other half. <laughs> we did a show. We do some great show, but we did a show called You Did What? You Did What? And people was talking about some of everything. And some things we didn't want to hear. Some things we heard, I wish I could unhear, but that cannot be done, Grasshopper. It is, cannot be done today. It can't be done, but only on the Mitch and Kathy Show will you hear something like that. We're going to do a show about orgasms. Ooh. Nobody has, to, to my knowledge, has ever done a show about orgasms, a human orgasm. Did you know there was 27 different types of orgasms? That's a lot of orgasms. You know, somebody should give you a manual or a handbook about stuff like that when you come into the world. My son, there are 27 different types of, <laughs> and they need to give you a glove and a bandage well, if they give you that. That's a Vaseline. <laughs> Join us every Tuesday for the Mitch and Kathy Show, live on KCAA AM and FM. We'll see you soon. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, 
There are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of The Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work, and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. have a wonderful show for you today. We're going to be talking about spiritual hotspots and dimensional doorways on the top of this hour. And I believe in our second hour, we're going to talk about secret places people don't know to go to that are much more powerful than the ones that you hear about all the time. So let's start the show off right now by talking about some of the uh, most famous places that people go when they want to take a spiritual journey. And on this show, if you want to call in just to listen, our call-in number, if you just want to listen to the show, and uh, we pride ourselves on record numbers of uh, call-in numbers. So if you just want to listen, uh, call us in. Hold on just a second. Let me make sure I get this right. It's uh, 832-999-1050. If you want to call in and ask us a question, it's 888-909-1050. We also, uh, at the end of the show, we have a new service called TalkStream Live. And on TalkStream Live, you can call 605-477-4700 and choose option number three. And that will give you a running 24-hour stream of our show. And on that stream, you can hear this show uh, going 24-7. So if you want to call in just to listen, and not ask a question, 832-999-1050. If you want to call in to t- ask us a question and interact with us and actually talk with me or Kathy, 888-909-1050. All right. A lot of our followers, a lot of people in general, like to go on spiritual tourism trips. 
Mm. And I, I think in part there's, a, there's an understanding or this idea that if you go to a, a place that has a spiritual reputation, somehow you'll get a residence, somehow it'll rub off on you, and when you come back, you got spiritual credentials. <laughs> like the, the classic one is, I've been to India. I went to India, I met a master, and now I'm enlightened. Mm. And you were there for a week. Mm, enlightenment takes a lot more than just oh, man. going and um, visiting a spiritual master. It takes work. And uh, anytime you're on what we call spiritual tourism, there's nothing wrong with going to these places that we're going to talk about because at some point your soul just wants to go to a place that's supposed to be uh, filled with great energy, energy from the earth, energy from the universe. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just if you're going there so that it can jumpstart you or if you feel like it's going to enlighten you just because you're there for the one or two weeks you're going to be there, then that's something totally different. And what we want to do is educate everyone on how to take advantage of the hotspots and the, the different dimensional doorways that are out on our planet and, and take in the energy uh, and move yourself forward, propulse yourself forward uh, with your spiritual growth. And that's what we want everyone to, to really understand. And, and that is, is that a lot of times when people go and, and they want to visit with a spiritual master, they, they feel like if, if they could just put their hands on them or be in their energy, then that's going to give them what they need. And they can say that, okay, I'm an enlightened being. You know, there were a lot of books written over the last couple hundred years about spiritual travels of people. And a lot of people just told lies about what happened with them when they went to these exotic places. They said that they saw these great visions, they met these masters, and all these things happened. Um, and, and a lot of times, people later said, hey, I made it up to sell books. Hmm. And there, there have been people that have gone on shows like Oprah and, and Mari Povich and things like that. And they later admit they made a lot of that stuff up. Just didn't happen. So a lot of people go out and they go searching for those things. A lot of times it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen at all. And there's nothing wrong, like Kathy said. I don't think there's anything wrong with going to India or Tibet or Nepal or South America or any of the, the great Stonehenge, any of the great spiritual places in the world. But you have to realize that just because you go there, Nothing's going to happen because of that. You may have experiences. You may see some, get some good pictures and see some orbs and some stuff. But there's not going to be a fundamental change in your DNA or your consciousness or anything lasting, in part because it's not going to happen in a week or two. Well, probably the, the one thing that may happen for those who've journeyed out is they might have a, a new perspective of looking at... Um, their commitment to their spiritual growth and 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 for that reason it may be worth the trip because sometimes all you need is a, a different perspective but one thing that i write about a lot and that is is to let people know that everything that they've ever looked for is already inside of them and, and for them to go within if they go within then they will experience a lot greater power and experiences than they will in any of the places we're going to talk about today. And so as long as they have that as their fundamental base, then anywhere else they go, then that's just going to give them a different perspective. The other side of that is that 
when you go to places that way and you're looking for certain things to transform you, it also feeds the illusion. Mm-hmm. Because when you come back and you go, go back to work, take care of the kids, go back to relationships, everything's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. The illusion has not changed because you spent $10,000 on a trip. Mm-hmm. The illusion does not cater to other illusions. Hmm. And the illusions of travel, the illusions of going to be in a place where there was a master at one point, those things don't help you evolve. Mm-hmm. And we want our followers to say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Be real clear about that. When you, when you pick a place to go and you say to yourself, you brag to your friends that I'm going to come back, I'm going to have this and that and this, you have to be very aware of what you're saying and what you're going to do when you go to a place like that. Mm-hmm. have to be more aware of the illusion that you're often fostering. And it can either help the journey, as Kathy said, or it can take you off the path because you'll say, well, I went there. I didn't see anything. I didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, Oprah Winfrey did a special, I think it was like a six or seven day special where she went to some of the uh, most profound places on the planet. And she talked to different people about their experiences and why they traveled so far to have the spiritual uh, experience and 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 it was a it was a very well done show, uh, but the one thing that people kept saying is that they 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 found themselves it's like their soul was asking them to go to this place, and it, the soul wasn't going to be settled until they got there. So, for I know a lot of listeners and a lot of people who take these spiritual journeys, that that's one of the reasons why they go is that they feel that they're being pulled to go to this place for some reason. And it may not be conscious, but they're subconsciously they're they're going there for some reason. Let's talk about a few of the places that people go and why they go and what you can get and what you can't get. Which one you want to start with? Well let's start with probably one of the most famous ones is Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. You hear that a lot on History Channel and just about every major spiritual show they always talk about Machu Picchu. You know, you cannot turn on ancient aliens without seeing a picture of Machu Picchu every episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <sighs> why, why do you think people go there? What is there that's drawing them? And then I'm going to tell you something that I read about these places we're going to talk about. Uh, let, let, let's look at Machu Picchu, J- just exactly what Machu Picchu is and what it is not. Uh, it was an in- Incan citadel that sat high in the Andes Mountains in Peru. Uh, it was built in the 15th century and abandoned. It has huge blocks made without the use of mortar. 
and it sits at an elevation of about um, almost 8,000 feet up in the air. Now, how are you going to do that is a question because mm-hmm. they didn't have the technology we do to be able to build stuff of this. How did they get that stuff up there? That's true. Makes you wonder. Yeah, it's Things n- that make you go, hmm. hmm. Um, pop, prior to, um, contrary to popular belief, Machu Picchu is not a lost city. It's not. It is not a lost city. Well, somebody found it. Yeah, well, it, it was ex- discovered by Hiram Bingham III in 1911, but we didn't know that Hiram discovered the site while looking for uh, Villa Cabamba. It was a hidden Indian capital that the Indians fled to in order to escape the Spanish, but Machu Picchu uh, was actually well-known. It wasn't so. He was looking for a lost city that was not there. The the people that are there, the staff, are quite superstitious. They believe that there are a number of evil spirits, ancient spirits within the earth around that area. And they sleep with mirrors underneath their clothes to ward off negative energy. Hmm. So Machu Picchu actually have a, has a lot of negative energy around it that people really have to be careful of. It also uh, was built on two fault lines. Hmm. Hmm. Two fault lines. Two fault lines. Hmm. So whenever Peru has an earthquake, Machu Picchu is also affected by the earthquake. Uh, the stones are said to dance or bounce during the earthquake and then fall back into their rightful place. Somebody knew what they were doing when they built it. Mm-hmm. So it has ancient spirits that sometimes are said to be evil, and it's also built between two fault lines. So you've got to be careful. I would think so. I also uh, read something about all these places we're going to talk about, and that is that they become so commercial uh, with tourism that a lot of the great energy that used to be in these places aren't there. Uh, that it's just become too commercial. That if people have come and they just kind of messed the good energy up in these places, and I can I can see that. I can see that they were talking about Sedona and some of these other places we're going to talk about. And you know, if you got too much going on, people bringing in too much, and they're not there to meditate and commune with the energy, then. Yeah, I can see it being overrun with a bunch of negative energy. Uh, also, people believe that the people in uh, Machu Picchu just disappeared. That is not true. <laughs> people in Machu Picchu died off because of smallpox. Really? There was a smallpox epidemic there. And the people that settled there, it almost completely decimated the entire place. And and then the Spaniards came along and killed the rest of them. Hmm. So they didn't just disappear. There's clear clear explanations as to what happened and why it happened to the population there. Smallpox and Spaniards. Smallpox and Spaniards. So if if you were to look at going to Machu Picchu, is that such a great place to be going if there's all that negative energy still hanging around? If there's evil spirits and there's uh, smallpox virus is still there, it's still around. Uh, well, it's it's called one of the ancient wonders of the world. But when you look at the fact that there, there's been, there was a mass slaughter there by the Spaniards, there was a smallpox epidemic, it's built between two large earthquake faults, it uh, has ancient spirits there that are considered to be evil so much so that the people that are guys protect themselves from there, you, you got to start to wonder about the energy of the place. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if, if you're going to go there, I would definitely wear some good protective tools. It's a beautiful spot. There's some great viewing areas. 
but it's got a history. <clears throat> and it's got a history a lot of people kind of put in their back pockets and don't acknowledge. But it's a place that you can bring some spirits back with you. So if a person is thinking about going there, then I would say talk to the local people. See what they're doing. If they're protecting themselves, they're protecting themselves for a reason. Yeah. If they're carrying around mirrors and amulets <laughs> protecting themselves, I will take you up there. You pay me. Yeah. <laughs> pay me, pay me. Pay me. I will come back. Uh, you go. You can take a nice picture. And you you go <laughs> by yourself. Put the it's, it's, back. it's up that way. <laughs> Give you one of those mules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Follow the mules. But, but just remember, this place has a history. Mm. Thousands of people died up there, you know, not mysteriously. We know what happened to them. So be careful to, to protect yourself, guard yourself, and have a good trip. But don't look for the energy to be all positive because it is not. Mm-hmm. It is just not. Remember, it's just energy. It can be one way or the other. Mm. Okay, I want to give you another place that's uh, very popular, uh, Mount Kalish in Tibet. It's another popular destination. Uh, it is in um, where is that? Uh, the western part of Tibet. And it's sacred to the Buddhists, the Jains and the Hindus uh, in the uh, Black Mountain area. And they believe that this is the home of the Buddha Dimchag, which represents supreme bliss whereas the Hindus believe it is the residence to Lord Shiva, and the Jains or Jains believe that this is the place where the first Jain reached Nirvana. So this peak is uh, situated near Lake Mansarovar, which is another pure and spiritual pilgrimage site for Buddhists and Hindus. Just listening to that or just reading that, it sounds like this is a place where you can just go get a bunch of bliss. Go ahead and say that again, Mount the River. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. Tackle that name. Go ahead. Do it. Mount Manasarovar. Manasarovar. Say that twice. Manasarovar. Get a candy bar. Okay, Manasarovar. Give. <clears throat> there you go. Give. You get a candy bar and we're done. <laughs> so why, why do you think, because it's got to be pretty high up if it's in Tibet. It is 19,000 feet up. Huh. So how you get up there? 19,000, you have to walk. 19,500 feet. Very inhospitable. And there are two major routes that <clears throat> help get you up there. <sighs> Any person who's, le- if you're over 70 years old, they won't even let you go. Mm. And you have to, if you're over 70, uh, you have to have an Indian passport. But it is 19,000 feet up. It's pretty high up. So how are you supposed to get there? What a lot it? of people are going to need oxygen above 10,000, 12,000 feet, 19,000 feet up. So if you're thinking about going to Mount Kalish, it's 19,000 feet up. You might want to rethink that one because you're going to have to hike up there and you're going to need the people to take you up there. You can't just go there on your own. They say that if you um, do one trek around the lake and that takes three days... To go around the lake? Yes. You can achieve salvation and all your sins will be forgiven forever. It takes, at 19,000 feet, it takes three days to walk around the lake one time. So you're supposed to be forgiven for all your sins by walking around the lake once? Well, it's called a parikrama. And if you walk around the lake 108 times. 108 times. All your sins are forgiven. Now let's just look at that. Let's just look at that. You're 19,500 feet up. 
it's cold. It's going to be cold. cold. Very. And you got to walk around this lake. 108 times? It takes three days to do it once. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> A lot of people go, they don't have the time to go around the lake 108 times. So they get in it once and feel that they will get the same experience. Well, you're not going to get the same experience by doing it once. It's not going to happen. Three days. To do it once. To do it once and you got to do it 108 times. To get the full cleansing effect. Hmm. <laughs> That's a lot of walking. And we're at 19,500 feet. Not going to happen. And most people take you close to a year to go around there. Most people miles. don't have that kind of shape. They're not in that kind of shape. It also is said to wipe away the sins of your last seven births. So almost every Hindu in the world is supposed to come there at least once to wipe away the sins of the last seven births. They say that the Queen Maya gave birth in the lake by the gods uh, before Siddhartha came into the world. So, okay. So they want you to go there once if you're Hindu. Okay. It's going to take you 324 days to get around there 108 times. In this, at 19,000 feet up. You need oxygen. Where are you going to get all the oxygen from? What are you going to eat? They also say that the best time to visit the lake is 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning because that's when the gods come to the lake. So you got to go up. There's 19,000. Don't forget this part. It's 19,500 feet in the air. Okay. I had a friend who's in very good shape. Uh, who went to a, a place in Aspen. Mm-hmm. He ended up needing oxygen and almost died. He was only like 12, 14,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And he can run circles around most people. So just be mindful of the fact that traveling up to that altitude by itself can be hazardous. You're up there with the planes. Then they want you to go there at 3 o'clock in the morning when it's dark. You don't want to do that. It's 3 to 5 is the best time to visit and it's dark. Well, you're going to have to already be up there and then visit the next day at 3. Now, there's animals up there. There's snow leopards and bears and yeti and you know, the abominable snowman. <laughs> He's a good friend of mine. By it was, is he? Hey, um, you know, there's some problems with that whole visiting there uh, physically. But it's also one of the places that I like to visit astrally. I'm going to talk about that in the second hour because it has a great deal of spiritual power. There are caverns and underground passageways that you can visit astrally to get a lot of energy and stuff. We're going to talk about that the next hour, but Mount Kalish in and of itself, that's, um, that's not a spiritual tourist place. That's more like climbing Everest junior. It is. That is Everest Jr. Yeah, it is. That's Everest Jr. It's not far. How far is that from Everest? Not that far. You know, I don't know. Let's look it up. <laughs> how far, Siri, <laughs> how far is Mount Kalish from Mount Everest? Let's just see. What is the distance? That is really a phenomenal thing to try and do to walk around the lake 324 times. That would just be incredible to do that. Or walk around like 108 times, which takes you 324 days. That's dedication. It is 641 kilometers from Mount Kalish to Mount Everest. Okay. 
So that's not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Don't want to walk that, but not too bad. And it's through some pretty rough territory. See, you're not, you're not going to walk that. You're going you're gonna to need a ride somewhere. <laughs> Probably so, take a train or something. So, so far, we've covered two places. And both of them are not looking too good just to go there on your own. I mean, just, you know, evil place in the first place in Machu Picchu. And now this, you got to walk around, you know, 108 times. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. You're live with Mitch and Kathy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of The Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work, and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. Hi, I'm Mitch. And I'm Kathy. And we're the Mitch and Kathy Show. At least I'm half of it. <laughs> I'm the other half. <laughs> we did a show. We do some great shows, but we did a show called You Did What? You Did What? And people was talking about some of everything. And some things we didn't want to hear. Some things we heard, I wish I could unhear, but that cannot be done, Grasshopper. It is cannot be done today. It can't be done, but only on the Mitch and Kathy Show will you hear something like that. We're going to do a show about orgasms. Nobody has, to to my knowledge, has ever done a show about orgasms, a human orgasm. Did you know there was 27 different types of orgasms? That's a lot of orgasms. You know, somebody should give you a manual or a handbook about stuff like that when you come into the world. My son, there are 27 different types of, (laughs) and they need to give you a glove and a bandage if they give you that. That's a Vaseline. (laughs) Join us every Tuesday for the Mitch and Kathy Show, live on KCAA AM and FM. We'll see you soon. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. 
Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, there are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. Listening to James Brown live, Mitchell Kathy show. Get it, James. I love that song. Me too. <laughs> Doing it to death in the morning with James. Well, you know, when we get dressed in the morning, we often play James Brown in the background because that gets us going. It does. It does. I love me some James. You know, that beat's still great. If he were alive today making beats like that, he could still sell millions of records. He could. But Bobby just wouldn't have it. Bobby, he just never let Bobby read. <laughs> Bobby! <laughs> what is it, James? My God! <laughs> That's not what you were going to say. <laughs> no, no, I caught myself. You did. I caught myself. Bobby! <laughs> yes, what? And that was for my sister-in-law, Cheryl, listening in in Los Angeles up in the Baldwin Hills. Jerry. 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 Listen to our show in the Baldwin Hills. How you doing, Jerry? How you doing? <laughs> Thank you for joining us. All right. So let's talk about probably the most famous of all. It's the Giza Pyramids. Let's talk about the pyramids. What is it about those pyramids that has so much energy? I know you know the answer to this because you've done in-depth study on the pyramids. I have done very in-depth study on the pyramids. The first time I really took a good look at the pyramids, I was in the 10th grade. Hmm. And we were asked to build a pyramid as part of our geometry homework. We had to build a pyramid out of either cardboard or metal. Mm. I chose cardboard, and there were some properties of pyramids that really fascinated me. One is if you put a piece of fruit under a pyramid and you align the pyramid with the geographical points of magnetic north, that piece of fruit will not spoil quickly, Mm. even if it's cardboard. The pyramid doesn't even have to be closed. It's the energy in the pyramid that causes the fruit to stay fresh. And there's a company uh, in Europe that uses a pyramid-shaped box to keep razor blade sharp and it actually keeps them sharp nobody knows how it does it but it does hmm. also uh the great pyramids when you look at the the large great pyramids they are located at, exactly in the geological geographic center of the earth really so if you cut the earth in the four quadrants north south east and west it is exactly in the center point of earth hmm. there are approximately 90 Mm, there are, the number of stones in the Great Pyramids equals the distance 
to the, to the, from the sun to the earth in miles. What? I know. I know. There's a, a place online that has some great... Let me just go there and give you some more facts about the Great Pyramid. The Great Pyramids. Now, that's actually a place that I would love to see as part of my bucket list uh, before I leave this earth. I would love to go see the pyramids and take the kids with us because I think that's just something that we just need to see. It's something we need to see. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some facts about the pyramid that you just won't believe. It is it is one of the masterpieces. Um, there are approximately 2,300,000 stone blocks each of them weighing two to thirty tons, and there are some blocks that weigh fifty tons. There's two million stone blocks. Some of them weigh as much as fifty tons. Fifty tons. Now we don't have the technology today to move fifty ton blocks the way that they did. And you can't tell me that they dragged those. I don't care how many slaves. Even if you worked around the clock, you could not move two million stones in a person's lifetime. You just couldn't do it. No. You you would need, I mean, to move one stone, it would take you days. And there's two million of them. So it would take hundreds of years to build this thing. It was supposed to have been built in a single lifetime. It covers 592,000 square feet. You're talking about just one of the pyramids. The average temperature inside the pyramid is constant. It doesn't change. It is always 68 degrees inside the pyramid. Inside the pyramid. That is also the average temperature of the planet Earth. If you averaged out all the temperatures on Earth, the desert, Antarctica, South America, all the continents, average temperature on Earth is 68 degrees. It's also 68 degrees inside the Great Pyramid. Well, it's in the center of the Earth, right? Center of our planet. Yes, it is. I can see that. I I can see that being plausible. There are 144,000 casing stones, which cover the outside of the pyramid. They are cut and polished to an accuracy of one one one-hundredth of an inch. (laughs) (sighs) These stones are 100 inches thick and weigh 15 tons. We can't do that today. So, okay, you know, this is always the thing. When you talk about the pyramids, there's no way man could have did that. So how how were the pyramids built? Well, the cornerstones that hold the whole thing together are built with a ball and socket, much like the hip joint, hip bone going into the hip joint. And it absorbs the heat and contraction and expansion of the desert so that the pyramid doesn't change over time. How do they know to do that? <laughs> ball and socket construction from something that is that old. So when were they supposedly constructed? When were they built? The pyramid. Nobody really knows. No one knows when it was built. Nobody really knows. But I would imagine that no one knew to do that. We're talking humans a long time ago. We still can't do that. The And this is weird. The king's chamber has a giant coffer inside of it, a large sarcophagus. It can't be fit through the doors. <laughs> it's too big to fit in through the door, so they think it might have been put in there. They don't know how it got in there. But you can't get it out. You can't get the sarcophagus out. No. It's too big to to fit through the passages. So they had to build it inside there. The assumption is that it was built sometime during construction. Yeah. Yeah. The coffer is made out of a block of solid granite. 
It's eight to nine feet long with teeth made out of sapphires. So the Egyptians, they, they took a lot of time to prepare chambers in the pyramids for their beloved pharaohs. And so because of the afterlife and they wanted to make sure that they had everything they needed for the afterlife. What exactly or who do you think taught them how to do that? Because was that Imhotep? Did he teach them that? You know, I don't know. Imhotep is credited with building the Pyramid of Saqqara, which is built somewhere around 3200 B.C. We don't know how old the pyramid uh, at G- the pyramids at Giza are. We do know that they are lined up for particular stars. We don't know why. And the Orion's Belt, those three uh, are lined up almost perfectly in the Orion's Belt. We also know that these pyramids give off a tremendous amount of energy. And then when people go there, we've had several uh, of our followers go there, and they talk about the energy that it gives off. Um, it is supposed to be just spectacular. When, when the pyramids were first opened, they found that the, the animals that went in there um, didn't rot. The animals didn't rot. They became mummified. Hmm. They became mummified. On their own? Yep. It's estimated there's about um, two and a half million stones. So if you took one day to move each stone, it's about 250,000 days. Hmm. Roughly, or six hundred and forty-four years. Six hundred. I'm sorry, six hundred and sixty-four years uh, to move a stone. These are what, the average stone was nine thousand pounds. How did you get them up? We didn't have the wheel. I mean, after you got your first layer of stones on the on the the bottom, how did you pick up those giant fifty-ton stones and put them at the next level up? We didn't have the wheel. We didn't have the, the tools that we think they have. They didn't have bulldozers. They didn't have tractors. They didn't have – there was a special on TV that's done once to, to try to move the blocks with the available materials. And the rope, the pitiful rope they made from the trees that were available just couldn't hold. Mm-hmm. It could not move even one of the stones. The scientists trying to recreate this just could not do it. And it looked pathetic, them even trying. Now, there was a, a trailer to a movie that we saw not long ago – uh, where they showed that there was this one magician, shaman-type guy, who actually moved the stones with his mind. What do you think? Is that possible, that someone could move the stones with their mind? I'm going to tell you what I think happened. I think the pyramids were built by aliens. I don't think humans had anything to do with it. I think there were humans that were standing around saying, wow, how'd they do that? They saw these stones flying everywhere in the air. We still today cannot build the pyramids. With our technology, with the wheel, with tractors, with cranes, we still cannot lift most of the stones that are in the pyramids. Mm. Can't do it. We don't even have the technology that could reasonably rebuild the sarcophagus that's in the king's chamber. We can't even do that. (laughs) It is something that is just pretty much impossible for our technology to do. So I think aliens did that. I don't know which race of aliens did that, but I don't think humans did it. I Mm -hmm. think it was a a race of aliens that came in. Now, one question I have is why? They built pyramids not only in Egypt, but all over the world. The pyramid is the most common ancient structure there is. There are pyramid mounds in North America, South America, England, Europe. They're in Africa. 
all over Asia, uh, the Middle East, and Australia, all over the islands of the Pacific. There are pyramids everywhere. And many of these, especially some of the ones in Cambodia, are absolutely gigantic. Mm -hmm. A lot of some sort of manpower, alien power, whatever, was used to build these things. As portals? Are these the gateways? What do you think? Is this how uh, aliens travel and get into our dimension? I think that that's that's likable. It's probably true. Because they built these... We didn't build them. We didn't build we them. We still can't build we them. We didn't build them. So if they built them, then that's one way that they can get here. Yeah, we didn't build them and can't even go there. We didn't build them. I think the pyramids are one of the, the definite places that are worth going to, worth seeing, and it's a place that we're going to go. Uh, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the family and see those things and just really absorb the wonder of, of truly one of the great wonders of the world, both mm-hmm. ancient and modern. All right, let's let's talk about one more area before, uh, because I think we have one more 15-minute uh, show to do before we go to the second hour. Let's talk about Sedona. Sedona, Arizona. We, we lived in Arizona for uh, a decade, more than a decade. I was there 16 years. You were there 16 years. I was there, let's see, 10, 11 years before we left. And um, one of our favorite places to go was uh, just to get on the road and drive down to Sedona because oh, that was just a beautiful drive. And we used to find the, it was these great hotels, and we used to like to go. And that was our getaway. So the shout-out to the Adobe Village. The Adobe Man. Village. That was just an absolutely just wonderful place to get away to. It was. We also got engaged in Sedona, so that's I always got a got on one knee. Got on a knee. Not right next to the river. And I said, will you marry me? <laughs> and you said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, let's go get married. And we went to Vegas That's very shortly after we that did. and got married. We did. It was great. Yeah. So that's a special place. But there are a lot of people go there because of the energy uh, and that's there, and uh, what, there are some caves and things in Sedona that's supposed to have some kind of portals that people go to, or entries that people can actually go toward the center of the earth. Is that true? You know, when we were in Sedona one time, when I did, because I used to go to Sedona frequently. It was one of the reasons I moved to Arizona. I remember uh, I was hiking in the Snake River Canyon area. And just out of nowhere, I saw probably for about 10, 15 minutes straight, army vehicles driving into the canyon. Hmm. And there must have been 30 or 40 vehicles full of men driving from the main road past where I, and I was probably two, three miles into the canyon, Mm -hmm. driving into the canyon toward a mountain. So they drove into the canyon. Yeah, there was no road there. They were driving, you know, on the grass and just... And they just kept going one right after the other. And I got up the road and watched them. And these were fully armed men. Hmm. <laughs> armed. Like, what? what? 
Where are you guys going? Where are you going? This is Snickers. There's not supposed to be anything there. Hmm. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's deep in red rock. It's beautiful there. It's beautiful. But there's nothing there. You know, the people in Sedona say that there's an underground race of beings that lives there uh, that guards over the energy of the, the vortexes that are there. And, and honestly, when you go to Sedona, it is probably one of the most beautiful places that you can see on this entire planet. Mm-hmm. When you get past the, the flat areas of the desert and you get up in the high country toward Arizona, toward uh, Sedona, you see these gorgeous red rocks. They are beautiful. That look like something from, it looks like something from another planet. It mm-hmm. does not look like Earth at all. It does not. And there's really good energy, too. When you, the, one of the first ones you'll see when you're going in toward uh, Sedona is you'll see Bell Rock, mm-hmm. which looks like a bell. Yeah, it does. Um, and it is one of the most beautiful and powerful places in the world. Mm-hmm. Where you can hike up near the top of the rock. It's very smooth and kind of treacherous, so you gotta, uh, you got to put some shoes on. I had a friend that insisted on doing that in high heels. Huh. <sighs> Long story, we won't go there. <laughs> you and your friends. <clears throat> but it is one of the most beautiful areas in the world. Absolutely. And it then absolutely you, is. Um, and when you, when you get down into the city, there's, there's another place uh, called Airport Mesa, which is flat on the top, and you can kind of climb to the top without too much difficulty. But I think that has some of the strongest energy of all the different uh, vortexes in the city of Sedona. It is absolutely electrifying. It's, it's one of the, the vortexes you can feel the easiest. So Airport Mesa, Airport um, Vortex is one of the strongest, and I think one of the must-see places, one of the must-see power points. The first time that I went there, uh, I think it was in 1991, hmm. and I climbed to the top of that area, and it was almost sunset. And when I got up there, I, and I'd, I'd gone to all the other four major vortexes during the day, but when I got to the top of there, I felt that energy kick in, and I was not tired at all when I got to the top. Because you got energy from Because the, of the energy that was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a place where the Native Americans say that the energy of the gods meets the energy of the world. Hmm. And, and the only place I really felt that was an airport mesa. It was an airport vortex. It was probably one of the strongest and most profound energies I've ever felt in my life. Wow. Definitely something you don't have to worry about feeling or seeing. Uh, when you get up there. So that is a recommendation? That is definitely a recommendation. That is definitely a recommendation. A recommend. It's not overhyped. It is not something you have to make up. It's not something you have to get out your candles and your crystals and your frou-frou outfit and, and concentrate on. It's going to be something you can feel, and it will hit you over the head. It is so powerful. It is so strong. Of course, they do have a lot of little shops there. You know, they have some of the best New Age bookstores in the whole world there. Bookstores, crystals, crystal places, you got psychics there. You got uh, all that's there. And some pretty good hotels and restaurants. Mm-hmm. There's a hotel called The Enchantment, which is actually not a bad hotel. Mm-hmm. Huge and really good restaurants in there. Well, I think that uh, so we covered Mount Kalish in Tibet. We talked about Machu Picchu in Peru. We talked about the uh, pyramids in Egypt. And we've talked about Sedona, uh, which is in Arizona. Uh, We can't not do this. We have to talk about Stonehenge.
because that's another one of the most famous places. Okay, let's talk about Stonehenge. So, what is it about those those stones that, that provide so much energy? Is it where it actually sits? Is it is is there a, a vortex there that's drawing the energy from the center of the earth that's going right there through those stones, or is it the way those stones are placed? that allows the energy to collect and then uh, disperse. Well, Stonehenge, for those who don't know, is probably the most famous of all the prehistoric monuments. Um, Nobody's really sure uh, when it was built or who built it. Um, Supposedly, it it was discovered around 5,000 years ago, and there are two different types of stones that are are there, and there's 83 stones altogether. the stones themselves uh, have been associated with Roman pottery, stone, metal items, and uh, there are a number of medieval artifacts there as well. Uh, the first scientific uh, excavation there was carried out by Charles Darwin. Hmm. And he said that the stones are sinking into the ground in part because of earthworms. We might have to talk about that, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Prayer. Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Earthworms. He may be right. I don't know. I've yeah, you just there. never know. I've never been there. Um, but it's a mystery as to how the stones even got there. Each stone weighs an average of 25 tons. Where are they finding all these big stones from? And the only place that you could get stones of its type is 20 miles to the north. Oh, so they dragged it 20 miles. 5,000 years ago. 5,000 years Remember, ago. Remember, we didn't have the wheel 5,000 years ago. We didn't have tractors. We didn't have cranes. So how in the world are they going to – this is granite. These are stones that have been around for 5,000 years. How in the world did they get there? One of the heaviest uh, surfaces that you can get is granite. There are stones called the blue stones, which which are also part of Stonehenge. They're 150 miles away. There's the only place you can get that type of stone. 150 miles away. So this was – 5,000 years ago, during a very primitive period of man's history, we didn't have the wheel, we didn't have tractors, we didn't have Toyotas or nothing. <laughs> and yet they're dragging stones 150 miles. I'm not buying it. We didn't build that either. Uh, 83 of them? 150 miles? Yes. Come on. Yes, we did Let's not build that. Let's just think about that, people. Let's just think. The people that build it had no written records. And so the only thing we can do is speculate as to why um, they were built. Hmm. hmm. The stones are supposed to have magical healing powers. They are also supposed to be charged by the uh, magician Merlin. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. Um, for a time, the police banned gatherings of the summer solstice. The stones are lined up so that different types of events, celestial events, happen there. But so many people started showing up, it really started destroying sort of the pristine nature of the site. And it, they stopped it. So it, it's a site that has connections to history. It's a site that has connections to um, spiritual energy, the, the magician Merlin, but nobody knows who built it or why. We really don't understand why. So I, I think it's it's a place that's worth seeing, worth visiting. I think it's a place that we just don't understand that well. 
a lot of people go there to do uh, secret rituals and secret uh, spiritual work. It is a place that has energy, and it is a vortex that connect connect that can connect you to other planets and star systems if you visit there astrally. And we're going to talk about that and other places some during our second hour. Yes, it's uh, you know it seems like a lot of the places that are considered spiritual places or has vortexes or uh, some kind of doorways the the structure itself man didn't have anything to do with the structures i don't think man had anything very much to do with any of these ancient uh, structures we just can't build them you're not gonna take a culture that's five thousand years old without the wheel without toyotas without any of the major you know appliances and, and technology we have now and move two or three ton stones 150 miles. You're not going to do it. They're not going to do it today. Not going to happen. And they were 25 tons? Some of them as much as 25 to 50 tons. No. Not going to happen. It's not no, going to happen. Not, not even once. And then they stood them up so that they would be aligned with certain stars and constellations. We didn't have writing back then, hardly. <laughs> we barely could, you know, plant food. <laughs> Someone had to teach us how to do that. Someone had to teach us. We, we were still running from our food mostly back then. <laughs> we didn't have barbecues. We didn't have anything that people could get and say, we're this is. From the food. We're running from it. And this man was just primitive. He didn't have time to sit down and think of, we must build Stonehenge. The magician Merlin will come on at some point and he will charge this place. 5,000 years ago, man wasn't thinking that. Man was thinking, I was going to get through the night. Man was barely talking. <laughs> yeah, we language we, we had was speech. not much above grunts and groans <laughs> at that point. So uh. the thing we recommend that Stonehenge is one of the places you visit. We also recommend that um, the pyramids in Giza are one of the places that you visit. Some of the other places we recommend they're kind of dangerous. Machu Picchu has more negative energy than people think. Uh, Mount Kailash. Well, Kalish is 19,500 feet up in the air. You might want to think about that two or three times. Get in some really good shape before you even think about that. Yeah, even even if you're in good shape, you need to have some oxygen. Yeah, and some diamox and some mm-hmm. other things to help you get through that. In our next hour, and hopefully you'll join us for that, and our call-in number is 888-909-1050, and the call-in to listen is 832-999-1050. We're going to talk about places that you can visit astrally and get some positive energy out of. And we're also going to start off the hour with some places that we say you should not visit under any circumstances because these places are not only bad, they're downright evil. So these are places that they're not as well-known, but there are places that you might want to stay tuned to to hear about the places. We don't tell you about these places because we know that most people here say, okay, I'm going to go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. So we will be back. And in fact, we'll be back in about a minute. This is going to be very quick. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of The Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. 
Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work, and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. AM 1050, KCAA, Loma Linda, Riverside, San Bernardino. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh. And now, it's time for more Mitch and Kathy on the Mitch and Kathy Show, right here on KCAA, 1050 AM. Now, here's Mitch and Kathy. We are back live for hour number two. In our first hour, if you missed it, we talked about some of the places that we call the spiritual tourism places that most people hear about that want to make a journey or travel to these destinations, and we had a, uh, a conversation about which ones we thought had positive energy and which ones have negative and which, which ones we thought were the best places to go and visit. And on that list, we said the, the Giza Pyramids are a great place to go visit, and the uh, Airport Mesa in uh, Sedona, Arizona is one of the great places for energy to uh, rejuvenate yourself. And we also talked about Stonehenge, or Stonehenge, which is in England, and that is an excellent place uh, for energy as well. Uh, kind of be careful if you're going to Machu Picchu, and uh, also uh, be careful with Mount Kalish because that is up 19,000 plus feet. You're probably going to need some oxygen, and you need to be in incredible shape uh, just to make it up that high. So if you missed the first hour, that is a recap of what we talked about, and uh, we have something special for you. In this hour, we're going to talk about some uh, great places to go uh, for some uh, energy uh, that you can do if you astral travel. Uh, And then we're also going to start the show off with uh, some places that you do not want to go. That you don't even want to go up there on a good day with your best gun and your good dogs. You don't want to go up there. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Prayer. Let's see here. Not to scare you. And if you want to call in and join in the discussion, you can call in um, 888-909-1050. And if you want to call in just to listen, 832-999-1050, 832-999-1050. 
Yeah, I know a lot of you are not calling in today. You're listening, and that's a great thing. Uh, but uh, if you visited any of the places that we talked about in uh, the first hour, then uh, tell us what your experience was. Share, share your experience with us. We'd like to hear about it. Uh, well, let's go ahead and talk about some of these not-so-good places to go. We need some spooky music to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> we may do a show like this. We may even have have some spooky music. Let's start with Overton Bridge in Scotland. Hmm. Uh, Overton Bridge is a, probably a place you don't want to take your dog. Uh, no. In the last 50 years, 50 dogs have met their death by jumping off, and a lot more have, have tried to jump off the bridge and kill themselves in this area. There's a, a lot more dogs that have gone to this place They've jumped off, didn't die, ran back up to the top of the bridge and jumped again. Wow. And I saw this on a television show, which shall remain nameless, but they showed dogs trying to kill themselves by jumping off the bridge. Only in this spot. In this spot. So the Scottish Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals lay with the phenomenon a heartbreaking mystery. They couldn't understand why these dogs felt that they had to commit suicide on this bridge. And it only affected the dogs. In 1994, a man by the name of Kevin Moy threw his baby son to his death from the bridge, believing that his newborn son was the Antichrist. Mm. The man then tried to kill himself and was unsuccessful. Of course. He said that the bridge had a powerful effect on him. When you, when you look at the energy of the bridge, when I look at it, I can see a portal or a gateway that leads into one of the bad parts of the astral world. And this is an area that uh, you really don't want to go there. It's, it's not a good place to go by any stretch of the imagination uh, spiritually. I believe that it leads into a very bad part of the astral world. So don't go to Overton Bridge in Scotland. That's a, you do not want to go there. No. We don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Mm. Let's do, which one you want to do next? Let's see here. Uh, how about Skeleton Lake in India? You don't want to do Humbertson in Lenoria in Chile? <laughs> we can. I- I'd like to do that one. Okay, well, let's do it then. In 1872, there were two towns in Chile that were kept alive by saltpeter miners. There you go. <laughs> there you go. She's on it today, right. boy. Thank you, producer. Thank you for doing that, producer. Thank you so much. <laughs> but everything collapsed during the Great Depression, and the town was abandoned. But locals refused to even walk through the towns because they said that there were, when nightfall came, the dead walked in the, in the streets. Well, you certainly don't want to be there at night. <sighs> Although a lot of people like zombie type movies, so well, you could be out there. You could dismiss them as just uh, superstitious folklore, but uh, when you go into the town and you go into the graveyard, all the graves are open. The graves are open. All the graves are open, um, and the bodies are exposed. It is believed that. At night, the, gra- the graves open up and give up their bodies, and the dead walk the city. So that's not a city you should go to. This is Humbertstone and Lenoria in Chile, so South America. This 
this is a real live zombie town. That's what people say, and people avoid going there at all costs. So, you do not want to go to Humberston and Lenoria, Chile. We'll be back in a moment. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, there are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of The Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work, and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. back and we are going through uh, a few places that uh, if you're looking to make spiritual journeys these are places that you do not want to go uh, because there are some some very mysterious things that take place in these parts of the world so we talked about a couple of them already uh, we talked about Overton Bridge Scotland you definitely don't want to take your dog there we talked about Humberston and Lenoria, Chile. You don't want to go there uh, because at night the dead walk the streets. You don't want to go there. Let us do Skeleton Lake. Let's do Skeleton Lake. In India. Uh, in 1942, a mysterious discovery was made in Rupkun, India. This is about 16,000 feet above sea level. And at the foot of the small valley, there was a once frozen lake. And that lake began to melt, and the horror that lurked beneath was just incredible. They discovered that there was all these skeletons, over 200 skeletons to be exact. And the, at first they believed that this was the remains from 
the Japanese soldiers who were there, but then they later investigated and they found that it was skeletons that dated back as far as 858 AD. the ancient ritual of suicide. Well, the, the really strange thing about the bodies in this lake is they all had a small crack in the skull directly in the top of the head. Now, it's hard to hit yourself on the top of the head hard enough to kill yourself. Hmm. That's a strange place to try to commit suicide. I'm a psychiatrist. I've never seen that, not even once. And I've seen way too many suicides. So, no, And a lot of the bodies date back to as far as 850 A.D. At one point, they were thought to be soldiers, Japanese soldiers. But when the bodies were actually examined, they were not Japanese soldiers. So if they didn't commit suicide and they weren't Japanese soldiers, this had to be ritual? Sounds like a ritual, possibly? Well, there's a lot of bodies in there. There are over 200 skeletons uh, at last count, and nobody knows how they got there. Hmm. Nobody knows who hit them in the top of the head or why. And if it was a ritual suicide, it's a very strange ritual suicide because the lake had been frozen. Hmm. And for a long time, and the bodies were only discovered after the lake unthawed. Okay, so... Yeah, <laughs> trying to figure that one out. How the bodies get down there because the, the lake melted. Well, bones are fairly soft as they decay, and they're fairly light. So over time, you would expect that the bodies would rise to the surface mm-hmm. and be discovered, but they were not. Hmm. Hmm. Another one of those things that make you go, hmm. Let's do number 16. Number 16. Bigelow Ranch in Utah, also called the Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, Lord. (laughs) 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 That's great. That's great. Thank you so much. Skinwalker Ranch is... uh, commonly referred to as the Bigelow Ranch, and it was once owned by Terry and Gwen Sherman, who said they had so much paranormal activity happening on the ranch that uh, they sold it, and they wanted to get away from it as quickly as possible. (laughs) Mm. Ten of their cows disappeared without a trace, and silver spheres the size of football fields were seen above the ranch and doorways opened in midair which looked like interdimensional portals Hmm. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch well was it named after skinwalkers they found the corpses of animals that had been mutilated and the skeletons were removed and there were major organs that were also removed but there was no blood you know that sounds like aliens that sounds just like, well, well, the silver ships shaped like spheres, mm. and the bodies had the bones removed. And they always talk about cows when there's Well, ships. a predator's not going to remove bones. It's just not going to happen. So they're, they're trying to say that it was skinwalkers. Mm. But the legend of the skinwalker is it, it's a type of supernatural being that can take the shape and appearance of humans and other types of animals. But its real prey is going to be cattle and other and sheep and other types of things. Um, but a predator is not going to take an animal and take the bones out without leaving any blood or anything and also have a small incision with which to remove the major organs. This is, this is delicate surgical work. You can, 
I, I trained in surgery in medical school. And like most doctors, you have some experience in surgery. You're not going to take the bones out of anything without some blood. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to do it. We don't have the surgical skill to be able to do that. Not a single drop of blood found on any of these cows. Hmm. And so the silver spears that were the size of football fields, come on. Silver spears the size of football fields. <laughs> you know, football field is 100 yards long. Yeah, it is. We have never built a sphere that big. Hmm. So that's why they sold it. <laughs> <laughs> We're out. Bye. See ya. <laughs> so you don't even want to go close to Bigelow Ranch in Utah. Don't go there, people. They sold it, and I don't know if anybody has it now, but uh, it's not a place you want to go near. <laughs> Run, <laughs> run away, grasshopper, be gone. <laughs> Disney's Discovery Island in Florida stretches over a staggering 11 and a half acres in Orlando. It was opened, the island was opened in 1974, but then closed to the general public in 1999, and it hasn't been touched since. So they just left an 11 and a half acre part of Disneyland? And the strange thing about it, nobody's been there, but the electricity is still on. Uh Usually, turn the uh, you know the electricity off if you're you know moving out. You know the official story is that there was a bacterial infection Mm. in the water that caused people not to want to go back there. But if you have a bacterial infection, you're not going to go there. Why keep the electricity off? (laughs) Why not just burn the whole thing to the ground, drain the water around it, and start over? You know, the mystery continues. It's mystery. Remember uh, when we went to Philadelphia and you took me to the place that you were living when uh, you were in residency? And that place, it still had the electricity on. The, the apartment I lived in in Philadelphia, I lived there from 1985 to 1989. And uh, the family that lived there was wonderful enough to give me rent for $300 a month. And it was probably the, one of the most mystical homes I've ever had. In that home, I learned how to astral travel outside my body very easily. I learned how to take in sunlight. But I also, it was a place that was haunted. Uh, The lady that lived there passed away uh, the third year that I was there. And her boyfriend uh, all passed a year away shortly after she died. Mm Mm-hmm. Well... (laughs) <laughs> dies on it today. Yes, yes. Well, about a few months after they died, I started hearing people coming and going from the apartment downstairs. Mm-hmm. Now, the apartment was empty. Mm-hmm. There's nobody down there. And about 10 o'clock at night, every night, I would hear the TV come on. I would hear Miss Wayne and, and uh, her boyfriend, Joe, talking. And I would hear them in the kitchen cooking. Now, I knew they were both dead. I knew that. You know, I saw, you went to her service, so I know she was gone. But when you go down there at night, it's empty, but you still hear everything going on. And you didn't move? No. After a while, you know, I was dating my my girlfriend at the time, and she heard it too. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, she knew Miss Wayne was dead. Mm -hmm. She knew that. And... 
after a while, we just got used to it. But then I started seeing these red and blue balls of energy come through the floor. Hmm. Um, Your floor or in the apartment downstairs? My floor. Okay. And these were just perfect spheres of energy coming through the floor from downstairs. Nothing you could do, but they weren't harmful. But when they exploded, they burst into the, this sulfury, white, whitish mist that you could smell. Mm-hmm. I moved out when I finished my <laughs> residency. And when I, when I went back, um, the whole area <laughs> that I had lived in was, there was a barbed wire fence around it. Mm-hmm. The fence was uh, <laughs> the fence was locked. It had a padlock on it, so you couldn't get in. And yet, upstairs where I used to live, the lights were on. Mm. And so when you when we stopped there and we looked at it, I said, "Why are the lights on and it's padlocked and it's bob as a barbed wire fence around it's it?" It's supposed to be empty. Yeah, it was supposed to be empty, but it, you know, it, it was one of those things that just really made you go, "Hmm." Mm. We didn't go back. I've not been back since. <laughs> no, we're not going back there. Yeah, my brother Chris lived there for a while, and he moved out because he said there were some strange things that were going on there. Um, another person was actually found dead in Mrs. Wayne's in that apartment. They don't know what happened to him, but he had been dead for a week before anybody found him. Mm. Uh, we won't be going back there to visit, but it was one of those places that was a part of my spiritual initiation, but it had some very interesting and elusive energy that I still can't put my fingers on. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, that reminded me of uh, that place because the lights were still on. I said, huh, why are the lights still on? Which one you want to do next? The Hotel de Salto or uh, which one? Uh, yeah, why not? Let's do that one. The Hotel de Salto in Colombia. Hotel de Salto. Now, this place is spooky. This is good radio, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we even have sound effects. <laughs> this hotel has a 515-foot waterfall that attracts thousands of tourists a year. It's about 30 kilometers southwest of Bogota, Colombia. But the hotel was abruptly closed in the early 1990s, and people claimed that it was cursed, and it forced the owners to close the hotel one night. And they ran away from the hotel just to get away from the ghosts and entities that were there. Mm. The Hotel Del Salto. Now, you will often hear us talking about these things that happen, that people run from. Mm-hmm. Dale! <laughs> Dale! <laughs> People be waiting for daylight to come <laughs> to get away from these places. And you'll hear about some of the energies that appear in some of these places and some of the energies that people want to get away from. So just, let's just for a moment talk about the art of astral travel and how you can use astral travel to get to some of these places that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. What is the... Um... Well, one of the things that uh, it allows you to do is that you can go there uh, and take advantage of the energy without uh, physically having to be there. Although you still don't want to go to these places that we're, we just talked uh, about. You don't want to go there at all. You don't, don't want to go there go at there all. Astrally you don't want to go there physically or astrally. You don't want to go to mm-hmm. those places. And you might wake up and it'd be 10 years later and you'd be in a box somewhere. You don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to do it. Not going to do it. shouldn't do it. 
In astral travel, there are some keys to doing it that I'm going to give you that will help you get out of your body easier and help you see some of the places we're going to recommend that you should visit. Right now we're talking about places you shouldn't visit, but we're going to talk about a few places that you should visit. To do astral travel, I recommend that you stay away from meat in general for at least a month. And this will help get you out of your body easier. Also, you want to be able to not look at horror or violence for at least uh, 30 days during that month of time. That helps keep your consciousness clear so your consciousness won't be weighed down uh, by the thoughts that you have by looking at TV or movies of that type. And another, another thing you want to do is you, not, you want to not masturbate or engage in sex during that month so that your energies can raise to a point where you can get out of your body easily. We also recommend that you use uh, the, the, the herbal ex- extract galantamine during that time period. Also one called lion's mane. Lion's mane is a mushroom that is legal, and it looks like uh, the, the hair around a lion's mane. That's why they call it that. But when you mix lion's mane with galantamine, you get a potent combination that helps you get out of your body and travel easily. I also recommend putting a, a, the stone moldavite and the stone celestite in a silk pouch under your pillow. So if you can clear your energies for a month, take in lion's mane and galantamine as a combination twice a day, and then put the stones um, moldavite and celestite in a silk pouch under your pillow, it will help you get out of your body easily. To get out of your body, you, you lie down, you lie very still, And then you close your eyes, and then you imagine yourself floating into the air as a ball of light. And close your eyes. Don't let yourself go to sleep, but imagine that you're floating in there as a ball of light. And before you know it, you'll feel your body separating, and you'll be looking back at your body from your astral form. And then you can go pretty much where you want to go. To go somewhere, just think about the name of the place and your astral body will draw you there, especially with the energy of Moldavite and Celestite and those two herbs we talked about. It'll help take you there. One of the reasons why he mentioned that you don't want to put a lot of violence in your your head is that uh, if your mind is not clear and you lift up out of your body and you have those things in your head, you're going to go to a very dangerous place. You might go to a prison. You might go to a graveyard. You might go to a concentration camp. You don't want to go to these places astrally. Uh, they are still very active with their astral energy, and the energy that they're active with is not a positive energy form. So be careful about those kinds of places and putting those kinds of things um, in your head. Also, if you're active with sex and violence, you can go to sexually charged areas that are very violent, areas like Nanking, areas like mm. some dark prison areas that have very negatively charged sexual energy. You don't want to put yourself there either. Mm, you definitely want to have some kind of protection, even if you're going astrally. You great point. Have uh, your medallions with you. Uh, the Demiurge medallion is a great one to have uh, on you, on your person, while you're traveling astrally because uh, there are some very dangerous things in the astral world. And if you're not familiar and you're just trying this out for the first time or you're finally having success with getting out of your body and you're, you're traveling and you're uh, just exploring, you need to be protected because they do not care that you don't know the rules of being in this astral world. So uh, if you're going to do it, be smart about it and protect yourself because uh, you don't want this to be a bad experience. You want it to be a great experience. You're there to take advantage of some incredible energy and uh, let's give them some of those places that they can go where they can pick up some of this 
great energy that we're talking about. Uh, you don't want to do one more place they shouldn't go to? You just want to go straight to the positive mothers? Well, if, okay, we got about four minutes before we have to take a commercial break. There's one other. Do number nine. Do number nine. Number nine. The Devil's Triangle in the Pacific Ocean. The Devil's Triangle. You know, quite recently, in the last five years, there have been a number of airplanes that just disappeared. That's true. There have been no bodies found. And there are places in the world where these things have been happening for centuries. That's true. Ships have been disappearing. Boats have been disappearing. Airplanes have been disappearing in the last hundred years or so. And some of them are called the Devil's Triangle, but there's a place in the Pacific Ocean called the Devil's Sea. And it's it's the 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 appearance there are as famous as the ones in the Bermuda Triangle. Planes drop out of the sky for no reason there. Um, there was a, a Japanese government that sent out a research team called the Kaio Maru Number no. Five to the Triangle. Mm-hmm. The crew was made up of 31 men, and all of them disappeared, and they were never seen again. They were sent to ex- to research the phenomenon. This happened in 1952. Japan never sent another research team into the area. I guess not. You know, uh, it, it seems like any place that we uh, call the, a triangle seems to be unexplained and people just disappear, the ships disappear or the people come off of the ship and still there uh, they can't figure out what happens to the people, uh, what happens to the planes that just, you know, you can't find them. Where's the black box? Thought you always knew where the black box was. Why can't you find the plane? I mean, and these planes are huge, absolutely huge, and there's nothing left. A few very light pieces of debris does not explain what happened to an entire body, Mm -hmm. what happened to hundreds of bodies in some cases. Mm -hmm. So these are some places that we recommend that people not go, that you not fly through if you can help it. Yeah, they they call it um, the Devil's Triangle is one of the seven gateways to hell. So you definitely don't want to go on a a boat or be flying over that area. Uh, because you might not make it back or make it out of there. Um, you can just hear a captain coming on the on the loudspeaker and saying, this is your captain speaking. We're going to be flying uh, about 36,000 feet. And, oh, by the way, we're going to be flying through one of the gateways of hell. <laughs> <laughs> but everything will be okay. We'll try to make a smooth ride for you. Don't. And then everybody's going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'd be like, uh, and then there you're gone. Then everybody's gone and never hear from you again. So and any, it, it seems like there should be like a dome put over those places so that people just don't wander into those areas because people like to explore. Or at least some police tape put around <laughs> something <laughs> so that you just don't fly out. When you see that, Captain can kind of fly around him. And yeah, at least. We come back from our break. We're going to talk about places that you should go, places that are safe. 888-909-1050. If you want to join us for the show, we'll be back in a moment. Hi, I'm Mitch. And I'm... 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kathy. And we're the Mitch and Kathy show. At least I'm half of it. <laughs> I'm the other half. <laughs> we did a show. We do some great shows, but we did a show called You Did What? You Did What? And people was talking about some of everything. And some things we didn't want to hear. Some things we heard, I wish I could unhear, but that cannot be done, Grasshopper. It cannot be done today. It can't be done, but only on the Mitch and Kathy show will you hear something like that. We're going to do a show about orgasms. Nobody has, to to my knowledge, has ever done a show about orgasms, a human orgasm. Did you know there was 27 different types of orgasms? That's a lot of orgasms. You know, somebody should give you a manual or a handbook about stuff like that when you come into the world. My son, there are 27 different types (laughs) of, and they need to give you a glove and a bandage if they give you that. That's a Vaseline. (laughs) Join us every Tuesday for the Mitch and Kathy show, live on KCAA AM and FM. We'll see you soon. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of The Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work, and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, there are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. 
Hey, we have a caller. You're live with the Mitch and Kathy show. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello. Hello. You are live with the Mitch and Kathy show. <laughs> hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. What's your name and where are you calling from? This is Trinity. I'm in New York. Okay. What was your first name again? Trinity. 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 Hi, Trinity. Yes, hi. Hi. How's I'm Nino so these days? I'm at the conference in New York. Okay. How can my we help you? What's about, on your mind? My question is about Angkor Wat, Angkor Tom, the temporary area of Cambodia, in terms of Angkor a spiritual yes. gateway location. Your question is, is it a gateway location? Yes. Have you ever been there? I have a trip planned. You have a trip planned. When are you going, you bad girl? <laughs> when are you going? Uh, in July. In July. So you're asking because you're actually wanting to go there. You're going there. Yes. She's going. You got your ticket and so, everything. I do. I'm going to check out the Vietnam, Cambodia area, um, someplace that I've been pretty joined to since I was a kid. You know, there are some scientists and archaeologists believe that Angkor Wat is a place where alien spacecraft uh, used to land, and it's, it's something like a cross between a temple and a spaceport. And when you look at some of the areas, it looks like it's a place where ships could actually fit over some of the taller towers. So there's also a rumor or a number of rumors that there are indeed... Um, spiritual portals that connect with different universes there and different uh, dimensions of reality. So don't you go there and get lost. You have to come back. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. Oh, no. I have to make sure I wear my Angel of Sanification medallion everywhere. <laughs> Good. Good. You have to come back. Two million people visit there for a reason. They say it has an aura of divinity. But there's also some strange goings on there. So if you see a shimmering pool of water open up, don't walk through. Walk away from. Take a picture and go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell the master Gibson and Azaria wants me to stay here. <laughs> that works to do. We'll provide you some protection. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. And your name? Are you on Facebook? I'm Maven Muse on Facebook. Oh, okay. You're Maven Muse on Facebook. Hi, That's me. Yeah, we know Maven <laughs> Muse. Yeah, let me look up yes. your picture here. <laughs> there he is, yes. Maven Muse. I have another question about Ethiopia. Um, Ethiopia. The Lagala area, I hear a lot of stories about that um, part of Ethiopia, northern Ethiopia. Are there any great portals there that I need to visit? You know, off the top of my head, I don't know of any portals in particular in Ethiopia. Off the top of my head. Okay. Okay. There well, are thank some fantastic you. churches, some Coptic churches there, some of which are supposed to have some holy items. So I would look up some of the ancient Coptic churches there. That's one okay, thing. Cool. That 
okay? Thanks so much. See any you guys have a great trip to Thailand. Thailand. Walk away from the line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling us. Have a good time. Thanks. Take care. Okay. All right. Well, it's nice to hear your voice, Trinity. Very nice to hear your voice. Okay, well, let's talk about some of the places that are good for you to go to that you may not have heard of. And uh, we're going to just go through uh, a few of them that we are going to uh, uh, recommend. Um, well, let's talk about the first one. A place called Magnetic Hill in Moncton, New Brunswick. New Brunswick. That's in Canada for folks that don't know where that is. Brunswick. Why do they call it Magnetic Hill? Magnetic Hill is a place where if you turn your engine off, your car will roll backwards uphill because of the magnetic force there. The car will run... Will roll backwards uphill against gravity. Okay. It's a place where the energy of the earth, the magnetic energy of the earth, is extremely strong. And you can actually go there and absorb some of that energy. You can take an item there, like I would recommend a crystal or um, a stone, and let the crystal or the stone absorb some of that energy. The human body can become destabilized if it absorbs too much magnetic energy. So I would say as a person, limit the amount of energy you absorb, but you can absorb a lot of energy from that area. It's also a place that uh, I would highly recommend recommend astral traveling to you can see different portals opening and closing there you can travel safely more safely in your astral body than you can your physical body there and you can take advantage of portals that open and close between here and other star systems Um, there's a red portal there though that opens to the star algol a-l-g-o-l it is a very, very bad place to visit. Do not go through the red portal, but the blue portals are very safe. They go through a number of uh, very safe star systems. Uh, there's one to the regular system. There's one to the Sirius system and a number of other systems. They don't even have names in the human language, but very safe place to go. Uh, so go through the blue portal and not the red portal. Yeah, stay away from the red portal. As a, as a general rule, stay away from the red portals. Red portals are not good places to go through anytime, anywhere. There's also a place called Surtsey, Iceland. Surtsey, Iceland. And Surtsey, Iceland actually did not exist before 1963. And it was uh, actually created from a uh, volcano, an underwater volcano, volcano in the Westman Islands. That erupted, and when the activity settled down in 1967, there was this island there, and it's supposed to have some tremendous energy there. The island has tremendous healing energy because it's new earth. There are not a lot of places on earth that are new. Most of the land that we have on earth is millions, in some cases, billions of years old. This is a piece of land that is less than less than 50 years old, about 53 years old now. So the healing properties of that soil, the healing properties of that area are extraordinary because it's new energy that's coming from the center of the earth itself. So it has extraordinary healing energy. And if you just put the name in your consciousness before you go to sleep and astral travel there, you can recharge your astral body. Surtsey Island. S-U-R-T. S-E-Y. And it is in Iceland. You can look up pictures of it online. And just by 
putting your astral form there. You can recharge your physical body because when your astral body comes back, it'll be recharged with that physical energy. Hmm. All right. So that is a good place to go. That is an excellent place to go and visit, Surtsey Island. It's not on everybody's tourist list, but it has some of the most profound and intense healing energy that you're going to find in this planet. Another place that we like to recommend is Pamukkale, Turkey. Turkey is one of our favorite places to visit because we have a a great relationship with people in the the Grand Bazaar and the Egyptian market and other places we just love. There's a the hotel we like to stay is is the Saran Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just full of Russian billionaires and they're gorgeous supermodels. So it, it is it is a place that looks like something out of a Bond movie. As a matter of fact, a lot of James Bond was filmed in Istanbul for that very reason. But Pamukkale is not in Istanbul. Um, it looks like something out of a Dr. Zhivago movie. It's in southwestern Turkey. And there are 17 natural hot springs that have been accumulating there for thousands of years. And it's been visited since the second century B.C. Mm. And a lot of people still go there from many parts of the world for the healing properties there. Um, But you don't have to necessarily fly to Turkey and then drive down to the southwestern part of the country to take advantage of it. It's an energy that your, your spiritual, your astral body is going to love. It is, put the name... P-A-M-U-K-K-A-L-E, Turkey. Put that in your consciousness. Uh, And it's Turkish for Cotton Palace. And it has just an extraordinary beauty that you just can't believe. Let me just put in... They also said that the uh, therapeutic benefits of the uh, actual springs is mineral rich water and the temperatures reach upwards of 100 degrees Fahrenheit. I bet you that feels so good just getting in those that water. The the water itself is situated on what looks like steps. Mm. And when you see people going there, the water is absolutely actually very hot, but it, the water looks like it's being supported by uh cotton steps and it is one of the most breathtakingly beautiful places that you can visit in the entire world. And the energy there um, is absolutely some of the strongest healing energy you can ever name. It's it's not as popular as, say, Stonehenge or Giza Pyramids or Cambodia, but just for the healing energy alone, it is the, some of the strongest healing energy you can take part in in your life. Mm. It has been uh, documented to have healed a number of different types of ailments all over the world, um, and the Turkish government lets anybody go there wants to go there. Now, I don't think you can take any of the water there. I don't think you can take it back home with you, but you can certainly visit there and just have the time of your life swimming in it, both astrally and physically. So it's a place we highly recommend. Uh, I'm probably butchering this name, but it's Pamukkale, Turkey, southwestern part of the uh, country, and it is some of the strongest energy that you can take in as far as healing energy. That's P-A-M-U-K-K-A-L-E. Pamukkale. And I'm going to take this picture here and just post it on our Facebook page because it it doesn't even look like Dr. Planet. So you'll see this Facebook page pretty shortly here. Okay. Okay. So we have another caller. I believe we have uh, Jamie from Vancouver. Jamie, are you on the, on the air? Yes. Hi. How are you? We're good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. I uh, I just had only one question uh, that may or may not be relevant to a number of us, I guess. Um, 
I haven't had any uh, luck astral traveling, at least consciously. And I was wondering if there was any specific advice that you could give to me. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That might help me uh, be able to do this. Well, the... Um the directions that he just gave out on on the air, have you tried that? Yes. And you still didn't have any luck? Uh, not yet, no. How long did you try? I've tried for about a good half an hour to an hour on a number of occasions. Mm-hmm. So you waited 30 days. You didn't eat any meat. You... Uh, didn't put any negative uh, thoughts and uh, sounds into your mind. Uh, you you laid there quietly. You, you uh, basically tried to clear your mind of all things. Uh, and have you done conscious mind cleansing before, Jamie? I have, yes. I really so, do like it, and I know I need to do more, I'm sure. So here's one thing that I'm going to suggest that you try. And I want you to keep doing this until uh, it works for you. I want you to wake yourself up about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Okay? And I want you to use an alarm if you need to. And I want you to find a point on the ceiling. Don't turn the lights on, but find a point somewhere on the ceiling that you can see without uh, turning over on your side. So you want, I want you to lay flat on your back. Okay. And I want you to, in your mind, say the letter A over and over and over in your mind without saying it out consciously, and project the sound toward that point on the ceiling. Now, when you do this, you're going to have to fight sleep because the natural tendency is to go to sleep. And let this be a time when you don't have to get up and go to the bathroom. Okay? Okay? But keep doing that for at least a half hour, and if you don't, Get out of your body in a half hour, go back to sleep. But then keep trying that until for the next night and night after that until you feel your body. You're going to feel yourself starting to rise. Don't be afraid of the rising. Now, what happens sometimes is that people will go to sleep and they will then be out of their body in the dream world. They will astral travel in the dream world, and that's okay. But I want you to keep doing that until it happens. Don't do it for a week or two and stop. Keep doing it until you come out of your body. Okay. Okay? That's very helpful. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. It was great seeing you again. And, uh, Good I'll seeing you, you too. Say hello to the little ones for us. I will. She's always talking about you. Okay. <laughs> she asked hi if she to could her. come over to your house, actually. And uh, I figure maybe some other time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was pretty funny. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for calling in. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, uh, what you just gave him to try reminded me of something that I used to do when we were in uh, Arizona. Uh, Because you are clairvoyant and you can read thoughts, whenever I didn't want you to be able to read my thoughts, 
I would stare at a picture on the wall that we had in the bedroom, mm-hmm. and I would say something over and over and over and over again so that I would discourage you from trying to read my mind. That's pretty effective. It's, it's very That's pretty effective because that'll take me and that'll throw me off <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Not always. Because then all I need to do is look at a point on your forehead. Oh, stop. I'm telling you the truth, and I can get right back in there. Mm. But I don't really like going into your head too much. That's not a good place to go. No, I don't like going into your head too much. No, no. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that was was a beautiful place uh, in Turkey. I would actually like to get in that water myself. Yeah, we have gone to Turkey a number of times. That, that looks absolutely beautiful. We have to go by there one time. Yeah, just take a car or a cab or something and just mm-hmm. go down there. We'll have to see how how far is Pamukkale, Siri? <laughs> <laughs> how far is Pamukkale, Turkey from Istanbul? <sighs> Master, look it up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty soon she's going to say that. Okay, what was the uh, other one we wanted to talk about? We have about 10 minutes, about 9 minutes actually, before we are going to be off the air. So let's talk about it, maybe a couple of them. I'll tell you one one of them uh, that people are very familiar with. It's uh, the Old Faithful, the Yellowstone National Park. Yes, yes. Yellowstone National Park claims the highest concentration of geysers on any place on Earth. Hmm. Now, uh, that's also supposed to be one of the best places to to get energy. Why is that? Geysers and hot water springs contain energy that is a water that is charged by the magma and heat of the earth, its, earth itself. All of the life forms that are, exist on this planet draw their energy from the heat of the earth. Mm-hmm. Without the heat from the earth, all life on this planet would die. Mm-hmm. And the geysers contain fresh uh, heat that comes from the bowels of the earth that has strong healing properties. A lot, all over the world, there are healing springs. I actually did a book uh, called Rare Waters and Rare Herbs mm-hmm. that talked about rare waters and herbs that de- derive their healing power from the earth itself. And Old Faithful is one of the places in the earth that derive its healing power directly from the center of the earth. And it's called Old Faithful for people that don't know. Uh, because the water comes up on a regular basis almost every hour to every hour and a half uh, like clockwork. Mm -hmm. And the water shoots up very high in the air. It's very powerful. It has kind of a sulfury smell, but it's one of the most beautiful places you could ever imagine seeing. Did you know that Old Faithful is the reason Yellowstone was designated a national park? I did not know that. And it was the very first one in the United States, and that was in 1872. 1872. The first national park was Yellowstone. Wow, I did not know that. No. I did not know that. They get about three and a half million people who visit Yellowstone every year. Wow. Remember in that movie, um, 2012, Mm -hmm. and they had the the big volcanoes and all the explosions happening starting from Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. That was an absolutely spectacular piece of CGI. None of that was going on, but it looked for the world like it was absolutely real. It really did. It really did. There is a place in Venezuela, Relampago del Catatumbo. Mm. Hmm. And when you look at the... Nice ring to it. Yeah. Sounds like something you should name your cat. (laughs) Relapango Catatumbo. 
Catatumbo. It's a good name for a cat. Catatumbo. Okay. Come to me, Catatumbo. <laughs> Where's Valerie? <laughs> Catatumbo, would you like to have some food? <laughs> um, it is a place in the world where there are on over 200, more than 200 nights per year, there are 250 lightning flashes per square kilometer. The lightning flashes occur sometimes up to 25 flashes or more per minute. Mm. And it is one of the places that when you look at the spiritual energy of it, it's one of the places where you can speak directly to the celestial world and the gods themselves. That's why there's so much lightning there. Mm. It is the interface between the physical world and the celestial world on Earth. So is Odin? Is that Odin? Well, this is South America. And it's a place where the mountains and the sea come together. When you look at it, you see the mountains in the background and you see the sea. So it's it's on the southwest corner of Lake Maracaibo in Venezuela. And it has the world's highest frequency of lightning strikes, in part because of the interface between the physical world and the celestial world. You know, the National Weather Service classifies anything over 12 strikes per minute as excessive. And this has 25 or more? 200 nights out of the year. Mm. So uh, two, more, almost two-thirds of the time, it has an excessive number of lightning strikes. You can't really tell the gods that you're excessively striking <laughs> the earth in this one particular spot. They're not going to listen to you. Well, you might go there to talk to the gods and get hit by one of those strikes and actually be with the guy. <laughs> you might be able to go there and get lottery numbers, you know, <laughs> information from the guys Anything themselves. Anything you guys want to give us. But it is a wonderful place to astral travel to so that you can meet the energy of the gods. And it is also a doorway between the physical world and a celestial world. Mm-hmm. Um, my cat, Catatumbos, highly recommends that you visit this place. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> be able to go into the celestial world and visit other cats in the celestial world and bring him something back. Hmm. <laughs> there was another place that uh, is interesting. It's called Eternal Flame Falls in Orchard Park, New York. Absolutely gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Tell them about Eternal Flames Falls. Behind the cascade of a small waterfall in the Shell Creek Preserve section of Chestnut Ridge Park, in suburban Buffalo, New York, you might see what appears to be an optical illusion because a flickering golden flame can be seen under the waterfall. And it's, uh, the picture I'm looking at is just beautiful. Uh, you can smell it before you see it, and amazingly it's real. It's fueled by what geologists call a macro seep of natural gas from the earth below. It is, if you can Google it, it's called Eternal Flame Falls, Orchard Park, New York. It's a beautiful place. You know, we have to look at that sometimes. You have to look at some of these places and just go there physically. Because these places are a lot more interesting than just going to the usual tourist spots. That's an, It's a waterfall, but behind the waterfall, there's this huge flame that doesn't go out. Mm-hmm. So you would think waterfall, fire, that don't go together. But this is huge flame that doesn't go out. But in, when it does go out, someone always relights it. Someone always relights it. Because that's where the energy's coming up there. So We're not going to be with you next week, folks. We're going to have a show. Uh, we're going to replay the show on orgasms. But when we come back, I think we should do a show on solar magic. Solar magic. Because one of the things that we do on Facebook is we teach people how to have a personal relationship with the sun. 
And our producers want us to give information about next week's show. In this case, it's two weeks from now before we, you know, come back. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to do something on solar magic. It'll be an open line show. You can call us with your questions about the sun, about your experiences with the sun, how you can get the sun to blink for you, your experiences with the paradosis. Uh, your experiences with some of our solar tools. If you have questions about the solar tools, you can ask then some of the solar attunements. So it should be an action-packed show about solar magic. We're going to call it the Divine Solar Magic Show. Right. Well, you know, we never said anything. I don't think we mentioned that we had a great time in New York with the uh, Typo family. We did not. And, we did not. Uh, it, we had our second leg of the solar paradosis, uh, and it was fantastic. We had a hundred beautiful Typo family come and and enjoy the uh, the seminar, and they all got empowered and. Uh, we are excited to be looking at some of their sons that they've been posting on the Solar Rejuvenation on Facebook. And we just wanted to tell the family, thanks for coming out. We appreciate your support. And uh, we are going to do the third leg uh, that has just now sold out in Chicago. We now have 65 people who've been able to communicate with the sun sufficiently to get the sun to respond and blink for them. Mm -hmm. If you want to look at some really fascinating and outstanding solar work, go to our solar rejuvenation. Go to our website on Facebook and look at my look up my name, Dr. Mitchell Gibson, Master Mitchell Gibson, and you'll see people communicating directly with the sun. We have had a great show, and we have thoroughly enjoyed having you listen to us. And it's it's been a great listening show, great radio. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you so much for being with us, and thank you so much for your support. And you are live with Mitch and Kathy, but um, catch this show on TalkStream Live. If you want to go to, let me just look that number up for you, 605-477-4700. Choose option three and you can get this show streamed to you live. Thank you so much. And we'll be back in two weeks because we're getting ready to go to Bangkok, folks. Thank you so much and have a good evening. Bye. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, There are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. You're listening to KCAA, Loma Linda, California. The best station in the nation. Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. Spring has definitely sprung for the U.S. housing market, although new homes are only a tenth.